Golf Show with thanks to Next Level Golf. Visit www.nextlevelgolf.com.au and take your game to the next level. And this guy certainly loves taking it to the next level on your Saturday morning. Of course, we're in the Golf Show with thanks to Next Level Golf and thanking Jason Welks for filling in for Dave Roberts on this Saturday morning. How are you, Jason? I'm going well. Thanks, Mark. Enjoying the program. Thanks for having me on. No worries, mate. It's a great day for golf, isn't it, across the region? And uh, during the week as well, uh, the hot weather and everything, I know a lot of people play nine holes. I know you're an avid golfer. Do you play during the week, Jason, yourself? No, I wasn't uh, able to play during the week. I've been having uh, a couple of issues with my back and my left knee at the minute, but I am actually heading out uh, early tomorrow morning for a little bit of a hit, but you're right, yeah, the cooler conditions uh, provided some okay playing conditions locally this week, although uh, there was a couple of days there where we did have uh, quite uh, strong winds, which can make it uh, all the more difficult to uh, find fairways and hit greens, uh, which is what the game's all about. But uh, all in all, uh, you know, the courses in the area are looking really good. And uh, over this next week, I'd expect some uh, really good conditions also for golfers across the Golden Valley stats. What's your favourite course, Jason? What is, in your opinion, a number one course? Sorry to put you on the spot in the region without you getting kicked out of all the other golf clubs for not mentioning uh, them as the number one sporting venue for golf. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, you sort of put me on the spot there a little bit, although I should be able to answer this one uh, fairly comfortably. Uh, look, my, my I've got two home courses, uh, both Shepparton and Marutna. I love both of them. Probably the pick there is, is Shepparton, just with its uh, more traditional sort of design. It's got over 100 years of history, the Shepparton Golf Club. It's got some really beautiful holes as well, a lot of undulations, and it certainly uh, gives you multiple options uh, off tees as well, which is always... A good thing. The greens are always in fantastic condition. So, yeah, I'd have to give um, Shep the nod in terms of our immediate area, although Marutner have done a lot of work over the last sort of decade. And considering that the pole course just a few months ago was completely underwater, uh, that, you know, sensational out there. They've got probably the best fairways uh, in the area. And uh, the, the crew over there are always working hard to improve their course and get it, you know, as good as what they possibly can. But, uh, look, maybe a little bit left field here, but I'm going to say I love Cobram Baruga. I just reckon uh, that is a brilliant track, great facility. You've got 36 holes up there at Cobram Baruga, the old course and the west course there. And uh, in a couple of weeks' time, I think it's starting the week of February the 4th, it will play host again to the second edition of the Australasian ISPS Handed Tours TPS event, which is played in honour of Jared Lyle, Statsman. So uh, I might actually bump into you in the corporate box on Sunday uh, up at Cobram Baruga's all of the uh, best players in Australia converge on our region. Uh, of course, Hannah Green won it last year quite famously. The very first win for an Australian uh, female in a uh, mixed event. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, it's, it's the first uh, uh, win of, of a female for that event type anywhere in the world. Um, Hannah Green, who is in the world's top 10 women players. Not sure if she's coming out again this year, but it'd be awesome if she did. Um, but I do know there's some really big-name pros that are coming. Last year, not only did we have some of the best up-and-coming pros um, in the area converge onto our region and play uh, Cobram Baruga, but we also had some of the great legends of the past as well head up to uh, Cobram Baruga. I was able to actually meet Richard Green last year, which was pretty cool. Also, Peter Lonard was there too. Brett Rumford um, was up there. So, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at some real world-class players and, you know, full credit to uh, the Cobham Baruga uh, Golf Club. That event there was secured for three years, so this is their second year. It'll be here again next year as well with a view to extend um, should the Australasian uh, PGA actually be happy with uh, the way that the tournament was put on. And if any, if last year's any to go by stats, man, I think it, uh, it will be extended. And uh, fortunately for them, <laughs> it's a different world. And look, I'll, I'll stay out of politics here, but, but I would just like to mention the amount of money that the New South Wales government has actually injected into that facility. I mean, <laughs> a few years ago, uh, it had some serious issues uh, with its club, uh, and it then was taken over by the Sporties um, up there on the border, and uh, I think that was the best thing that happened to the Cobram Baruga Golf Club in the last sort of decade. And after that, uh, they've acquired uh, government funding after government funding to improve their facility. They've got a, a state-of-the-art indoor golf centre up there, which isn't just golf, you can play multiple indoor sports there. It's probably one of the best I've seen anywhere in Australia, and that is not an exaggeration at all, Mark. Also, they've got uh, this little mini golf course, which is another absolute cracker, uh, which has been built out there as well. And then, obviously, they've got all your entertainment there for uh, you know any member of the family. Sounds like a bit of an ad, doesn't it? Uh, it's certainly not. I'm just mentioning the fact that uh, the amount of money that the state, that the uh, Fed, well, sorry, the state, the New South Wales government has poured into that facility uh, has got it up to the level where it is and is one of the key reasons, I think, that uh, the Australasian PGA is happy uh, coming here um, every single year and, you know, showcasing golf uh, to uh, northern Victoria uh, and... Um, the whole of Australia, actually, our region, because uh, that event does receive national coverage stats. So uh, it's really good promotion for golf in our region. And, uh, yeah, I, I think for that reason, you're probably Cobham Baruga, um, when it's in good nick, oh, gee, it's just a, a magic course to play. It really is immaculate. I'm looking forward to heading up there in a couple of weeks. But before we actually do that stats, uh, the first uh, instalment of the TPS series uh, actually uh, will be played next week uh, in Rosebud. So uh, that uh, event, I think, kicks off on Thursday. They'll have like a pro-am, a practice day, that kind of thing. And the uh, Victorian pro-am swing has sort of been um, just uh, moving around that area. 
and uh, local sensation and up-and-comer. Watch this name in the next couple of years, Statsman. You've probably heard it many times before on the golf program. But Kyle Michelle, he is just having a real rare patch of form. Um, His last two months on the Australasian uh, tour have been his best couple of months uh, as a professional, um, now in about his third year as a pro. Uh, and he's really starting to bank some some good solid checks and set up a nice foundation to uh, really charge home at the end of this Aussie summer of golf and hopefully open a few more doors up for him. But uh, just before Christmas, you had the Gippsland Super Sixes where Kyle made the actual final there and was only runner-up. Uh, he was pretty unlucky uh, to go down to uh, Tim uh, Powell Hoare and there in the match play final. Uh, Tim Power Horan was just on absolute fire. I think he was 500 through six holes or something. Silly like that. And, you know, Kyle was three under. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he just sort of ran into a guy that was just uh, having a, an absolute tough patch there. And it was only him that was able to stop Kyle from actually holding the title, which would have been his um, first on a major tour. But then the Christmas break, and then back to the Pro-Am starting again, where he has um, headed down to uh, Gippsland, and he has been able to... I'm just um, giving... Uh, I know that he won there at, uh, uh, at Yarram and picked up uh, the best part of uh, you know $6,000 um, down there. And then you don't see this happen very often, but the following day at Mafra, uh, he uh, won again or tied for first there, uh, which was just absolutely amazing. And then uh, big pro-am also uh, at Terelgan and the Latrobe City Wind Network uh, pro-am, and he's finished in the top 10 there as well and banked a check. So... (laughs) His game is just in a really, really good place, and it's in a good place to have a real launch at these two up-and-coming TPS events, the first one in Rosebud to be played next week and the second one the week following up here at Cobram Baruga. And then, of course, it's down to 13th Beach for the Vic Open, uh, which uh, has uh, a $1.2 million prize purse, so... Um, Another great opportunity uh, for Kyle. He's played down there plenty of times uh, as an amateur, as a professional. And, you know, maybe this is his year um, to really sort of uh, put himself on the map if he hasn't already over the last couple of months. And then it's across to New Zealand uh, for the New Zealand Open, which uh, off the back of his uh, current status after the re-rankings, and his position on the order of merit, he'll get a walk-up start into the New Zealand Open there as well. So really promising signs for Kyle Michelle after you know uh, getting to the final stage of European Tour uh, school qualifying uh, just uh, about eight weeks before Christmas across in Spain. There wasn't far away, but wasn't quite there either. Uh, but you also have some exemptions on Challenge Tour, which is a secondary tour played across in Europe this year, if he's got the funds to be able to support himself 
over there for the start to gain in that, and who knows, potentially even earn himself a full right playing card on the European Tour. So uh, from a local point of view, that, that pretty much wraps it up uh, for this week. I, I don't actually have the pleasure of all of the great reports and g'day to uh, the Shankster and all of the great golf riders that uh, tuned in on Saturday morning. G'day to you too, Dave, for enjoying your traditional uh, pilgrimage down to the Australian Open. Hopefully that's going well for you. There's been some cracking tennis played so far over the past week, so I'm sure that uh, you and your wife and friends are enjoying that down there. Uh, having a look at the PGA Tour stats, man, they are currently in their third tournament of the year. The Hawaiian Swing has now finished. Uh, best place uh, Australians over that period of time. Adam Scott did okay across at Kapalua in the first tournament and then uh, was almost in a position to maybe win uh, at the second tournament there in uh, Honolulu, but uh, unfortunately for him, wasn't able to put it together in the final round, so Adam Scott finished in the top 10. But Aaron Badley, um, who's a Victorian, he's from down Mount Martha way, was able to have a top 10 finish in that tournament last week, which is fantastic for him because uh, he was a Monday qualifier into that, and uh, that top 10 finish gives him a few more starts. And hopefully he's a name that we'll be more familiar with at the top of leaderboards, as has been the case in the past in 2023. Now, Jason Day is currently the best place Australian, tied third at the American Express at the Pete Dye Stadium course and the La Quinta Country Club across there. I think that's down in um, Las Vegas, uh, from memory, and uh, the current uh, leader there is uh, Thompson, and hot on his heels is John Rahm, who's had an awesome start to the year, and he's looking formidable and uh, likely to pop himself back. I'm going to make a call right here on the golf show right now, Statsman. John Rahm will get back to number one in the world this year. Mark my words, put it down in your book. He looks to be um, absolutely flushing the ball at the moment. And great to see Jason Day tied for third. Uh, you know, a, a name that many will be familiar with, has had some terrible uh, injury uh, issues uh, over the last couple of years, most particularly with his back. You might remember famously there uh, in about 2016, I reckon it was, at the US Open at uh, Chambers Bay, where he was doing really well in the tournament. And um, due to the undulations on the course, he suffered vertigo and had to withdraw from that uh, tournament. But, yeah, he's really struggled to get any sort of um, good patches of consistent golf in has Jason Day, a former world number one himself. So hopefully for the uh, young Queenslander, he's not so young anymore, is he being his 30s now, Jason Day? He can look forward to uh, finishing this tournament off quite strongly. He's five off the pace at the moment and shot eight under par today at the stadium course, did Jason Day. 
Now, having a look at the... Let's head across now to the European Tour. Uh, they're a couple of weeks into uh, their season, and at the moment they are across at Abu Dhabi, playing in the HSBC Championship at the Yaz Links Abu Dhabi in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. And Francesco Molinari uh, leads all comers there, or as a matter of fact, he is uh, tied for the lead on 10 under with his country mate Guido Migliotti, both the Italians there. But uh, Francesco Molinari, dominant season in 2018, I think, from memory, or 2019, but have not seen his name around the top of leaderboards for quite some time. So another player who was really dominating uh, world golf that uh, just had a bit of a form slump for the last few years. Um, hopefully for Francesco, he's able to uh, have a really good 2023. And uh, West Australian Jason Scrivener, is actually only one shot off the pace there is uh, Scribs. So good luck to him. Gives us something to uh, focus on uh, into the weekend. Uh, so coverage of that tournament uh, starts up our time. I think it's somewhere about 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon if you came for a bit of golf, but does certainly uh, goes on into the evening and some other uh, big names there in the top 10. Ryan Fox, Adrian Moronk, who came over here and stole uh, the Australian summer away from uh, the locals, the Polish fellow there, breaking through, getting his second win on tour, actually, Moronk. Uh, but, um, yeah, sensational uh, effort by uh, Moronk uh, during the uh, Aussie summer. And I must apologise, I just got a call while I was uh, actually uh, reading uh, this information uh, to the listeners there. So I do apologise about a little bit of a stumble there. It's always good, isn't it, when you're on air? And then uh, Minwoo Lee is in the top 10 there as well at seven under par. Uh, and he is right next door to Shane Lowry, the Irishman there. Um, so some interesting names in the top 10 on the DP World Tour as they are across in Abu Dhabi. But hopefully this week, Stats Van, I'm able to get uh, some local results for you. I know that uh, the Southern Four Ball Pennant uh, played last week and they'll also play again uh, tomorrow. So hopefully I'll be able to dig up some pennant results for the listeners at worst and perhaps even try and track down um, some of the uh, stars of our local golf courses when we go around the traps. Fingers crossed I'm able to do that for you next week. Not 100% sure whether or not I will, stats fan, but I'll do my very, very best. But hopefully that's been good enough for you and all of our listeners on 1FM Live and Local for the Saturday morning golf show. No worries, Jason. You've done a superb job as always, and thanks for that. And I'll talk to you again next week for the golf show, uh, second week running. Looking forward to it. And what do you reckon the Renegades? Are they any chance to win it this year, the BBL stats, man? No, nah, no chance. Oh, thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Looking forward to that game all week against the Thunder. But uh, anyway, oh, well, 
stranger things have happened now. The Scorchers look like the side to beat, don't they? Yeah, the Sixers or the Scorchers. Probably the Scorchers. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. They're a super hard team to knock off. Uh, you got Dan Hibbard coming up next? I certainly have got Dan. He's in the studios, I speak. His old Melbourne hat on, ready for a big season AFL football some 53 or 4 days away to the AFL. Is he still riding off the coattails of that uh, premiership? Yeah, I keep telling him it's a pretend one in Perth. It's not a real one at the MCG, but he, (laughs) yeah, he just... uh, I reckon that premiership's probably worth bloody too, uh, the conditions that they played in under COVID. But uh, no, good on him. He he loves the Ds and what an honour it is to actually have Dan Hibbard part of the 1FM family. So to you... Dan, just like to say thanks so much for all that you do. And uh, we sort of have to pinch ourselves every Saturday, don't we, when he fronts up week in, week out, reliable. What he does for local harness racing, I I think it's uh, unheralded. So, yeah, publicly just want to acknowledge uh, what a great job Dan does and how honoured we are to have him part of our sports team, Statsman. No worries. Thanks for that. He's acknowledging you in the background uh, very silently at the moment. Oh, hopefully it's not with the middle finger stack. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can assure you it's not. No, no. He no, was giving no. me the middle finger, though, when I was saying it was a pretend uh, per premiership. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you're able to uh, get your Suzuki back off the pawnbroker after uh, oh. this weekend of punting. But uh, And Medvedev last night. Eh? And Medvedev last night. The fun just continues for the old stats, man. You're getting absolutely trounced, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I game. certainly am. I want to tell you, for the last few, it's a bloody mugs game. Yes, it certainly is. I'm finding out all about that after 55 years. Uh, 100%, mate. Okay, have a, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks, listeners. All right, no worries. That was Jason Welsh, of course, doing the golf show, and he will be back with thanks to Next Level Golf next Saturday morning. Next Level Golf. Take your game to the next level. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.